It's Mrs. Powell again. I had to do this chapter in two parts because someone called my phone and it interrupted my recording. So I'm so sorry. So I will continue chapter 12 now. Ding, 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 ding. Suddenly the chimes rang out. I dropped back to the mantle. Ding, 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 ding. The chimes were so loud. It felt as if they were ringing in my brain. It was enough to give me a huge hamster headache. Still, I had a plan and nothing was going to stop me. The ringing stopped, so I leaped up again, hung on for dear life, and the knob moved a little more. I let go, then scurried around to the front, checked the time, and then returned to the back to move the knob again and again. My paws were aching. When I went around to check the front of the clock again, I saw that I had set the clock ahead five minutes. I was afraid to set it too far ahead, then the idos might catch on, but maybe five minutes would make a difference. Feeling unsqueakably pleased with myself, I looked for a way back to my cage. The thought of climbing down the wire shelves made my stomach a little queasy, but on the other side there was a window with curtains and a long cord hanging down. Perfect! I grabbed onto the cord and began to slide. Eek! I hadn't realized that this cord would be so slippery. I slid way, way, way faster than when I slid down the cord to the blinds in room 26. The room was a blur as I zoomed down to the floor, which I hit a little harder than I would have liked. Once I recovered, I looked up at the clock. It was 11.45 by then. Of course, I knew that it was really only 11.40. I'm so glad I know how to tell time. I had another lucky break when I got back to the coffee table. There was a footstool next to it and I climbed up easily and hopped back on the table and into my cage. I was never so happy to crawl into my sleeping hut as I was that night. And to think at that moment, Og was alone in room 26, just swimming around in his tank. The next morning, I was a little sore, but anxious to see if all my hard work would pay off. It was a little later in the morning when again, there was a lot of running back and forth through the living room around 9.45. We'll be late to church, Mrs. Ido said, walking into the room in her robe. I'm all set, Mr. Ido answered. He strolled in, completely dressed for the day. You make sure the kids are ready, his wife said. I'll get dressed. Mr. Ido disappeared, and I could hear footsteps upstairs as the whole family hurried around. They finally reappeared in the living room again, dressed for church. Oh no! We're going to be late again, Mrs. Ido said, looking at the clock. Only five minutes late, her husband said. Let's go. When they left, I looked up at the clock. It said it was five minutes to ten but I knew it was really 10 minutes to 10, but the Idos would probably make it to church on time. Barely. The rest of the day was quiet, quiet, quiet. I was dozing when Harry came and picked up my cage. Come on, Humphrey, he said. You can help me with my homework. Eek, I squeaked. I wasn't upset about the homework. I was upset because I didn't want to end up in Harry's room for the night. I already had a plan to give the Idos a little more help. 
thank goodness when Harry was finished, he carried my cage back downstairs to the table in the living room. My plan was safe. When the house was quiet that night after the clock chimed 11, I opened the door to my cage, took a deep breath, and once again I headed up the wire shelves to the mantle. With great effort, I turned the clock forward another five minutes. That would give the Idos an extra 10 minutes in the morning. Hopefully the next morning I wouldn't be tardy, and neither would Harry. Humphrey's Rules of School Homework can be extremely tiring, especially if you're a classroom pet. All right, boys and girls, just a couple of chapters left. I hope you enjoyed today's chapter.